Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. everybody happy monday to you happy halloween to you hope you get lots of candy hope if you got the kiddos they're as excited as mine are today for the number of halloween parties and trick-or-treating that's come i'm here to petition for making halloween the last saturday of the month it's ridiculous that we let this holiday fall on a school night but here we are we'll we'll celebrate anyway and stay up late and eat lots of candy uh happy halloween Tommy and Jad. Tommy, you got your costume ready? What are you going to be this year? <laughs> I'm going to be the dad that eats all of his kids' candy. That's my plan. Um, it's a good my, one. My kid is yeah. My kid is a year and a half uh, right now, and so he's going to go trick-or-treating for the first time, and I'm looking forward to uh, stealing some of his candy. Yeah, we've got – I've got three. I've got an almost eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old, and they're all very much into this. My three-year-old – was literally like screaming with excitement on the way to school because he knows he gets <laughs> you know a Halloween parade and then a Halloween party and then another Halloween party and then trick-or-treating and oh man what a day on a school night too like come on why can't we put this on a Saturday like why can't we just say Halloween is the last Saturday of the month it's so dumb like is anybody attached to Halloween and I know there are other holidays that surround Halloween that might need a date, but the specific like candy trick-or-treating holiday portion of Halloween, can we just put that on a Saturday night, please? Come on. Yeah, anyway. nothing like getting them all sugared up uh, just in time to go to bed for another right. school day. You know, our apologies to all the teachers out there for what you'll have to deal with tomorrow. 869-1240 um, is the number to call. I don't really have a Halloween costume either, and that's not on purpose. It's that... You've run out of time. Like, it dawned on me within the last couple of days that I don't have a costume. And, and you know, the kids think it's cool when you dress up. So I dug out, a, like, an old luchador mask that I had in the basement somewhere. I might just throw that on and, and be a, I don't know, suburban luchador or something. Was um, that back from your pro wrestling days? It was. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, absolutely. It just, it you know, the, the, 
the mouth hole is just a hole. So if I'm having any <laughs> Halloween beverages, they're going to have to come through a straw, which it's a school night. That's a dangerous proposition. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll put something together. Uh, kids are all good to go. I love it. Halloween is a blast. We get good weather for it this year, which always makes it a lot of fun. Please be careful out there, everybody, if you're trick-or-treating. And if you're driving, just just really go slow. No, no need for any shenanigans tonight. All right, Tommy, big weekend. Mondays are always fun because we have a lot to react to. Um, we didn't have the Chiefs. We didn't have KU this weekend. But, you know, the timing on that's good because we had some other pretty large stories come through in the interim. And we'll start today in K-State fans will get to the Cats in our next segment because what happened against Oklahoma State was remarkable. But this involves the Cats and involves everybody. The Big 12, we've been talking about this now for how long? 18 months since Texas and Oklahoma left. All the positioning and the maneuvering to what happens to the Big 12. What appears the Big 12 is going to be just fine. And ESPN is involved, which means their chances at a national championship teams in the Big 12 would appear to be just fine. Their place in whatever the CFP looks like, I would assume, will be just fine because Fox and ESPN pony up $2.28 billion on a six-year deal that would start in 2025 when the current deal expires, which, by the way, tells us it's very likely that Texas and Oklahoma play this thing out. So we'll get a few years of the Super League with the new additions coming in also. Uh, but that that is essentially a pay bump of about 50% what they're making right now, which all things considered, your mark backed it up. He he hinted at that. And now the posturing and the you know the back and forth between Big Twelve honks and Pac twelve honks continue on who's going to be positioned better. The Pac twelve seems to think they'll beat this deal and maybe they will, but it won't if they do, very likely won't include ESPN and Fox in it. So I mean if they beat the deal, that's fine. That just means more players are at the table. But for the Big 12, when you consider everything, Tommy, this is a win. You got a bigger deal despite Texas and Oklahoma leaving. You stayed with primary networks. You got to do business with the network that sort of controls the CFP right now, which I think is a critical piece to this that maybe isn't being talked about. I feel like this is safety into the CFP, which has always been the most important thing to me and they get a good TV deal in the meantime. Yeah, I don't think that anybody, when this was announced that Oklahoma and Texas were leaving the Big 12 over a year ago, that anybody would have thought that the Big 12 not only would match their previous media rights deal, but exceed their current media rights deal. Um, I mean, this is just insane. And Brett Yormark is a wizard for being able to negotiate this and, and make this a reality for the Big 12 teams. Um, it wasn't that long ago, Jacob, that we were talking about, could the Big 12 even survive Oklahoma and Texas leaving the conference? And could there be other conferences that could come in and poach the remaining Big 12 schools? That was a legitimate conversation. And Brett Yormark and the, the current member schools came in and they were able to make it happen to where not only they have solidified the standing of the Big 12 moving forward, but they've also been able to strengthen it. And I think that this clearly, this new deal with ESPN and Fox clearly leaves the door cracked open for even further expansion of the Big 12. Um, it does. I don't know what the only piece of that that gives me and I don't want to call it concern because I don't know if expansion is necessary now. 
Uh, I'd love to see it, I think. I don't know that it's necessary because I think you've secured your place into the CFP and you got the bigger deal. The only thing that I would wonder about now is because if you expand, you'd have to there would have to be cooked into this deal an increase in revenue because there's not a team involved with this new deal that would say, yeah, bring in other teams so we can make less money. Right. If the deal is for two point two eight billion and that's regardless of the number of teams, then they won't expand because no schools would sign off on that. But so there if is that number there, increases there a, incrementally. Oh, OK, yeah, go ahead. There's a pro rata clause in the deal in the event of future expansion. So, um, yeah, ESPN and Fox, I, I think they realize, hey, if the Big 12 adds, right. you know, potentially those four corner schools, we're going to have to pony up more money. OK, so Fox apparently gets some access to UC, USC and UCLA through the Big Ten deal now. Um, I don't know how often they'll be able to get them because I don't know where they rank in getting to pick which games they'll get. Um, this is all going to be really interesting. So the Big 12 deal now, this new deal, would expire in 2031. That's right after the new Big 10 deal, but still uh, before the new SEC deal and the ACC deal, which is way down the road. Um it's interesting. It's an interesting strategy for your mark, and I think it was the right strategy. Could it end up costing them money? It could, because going to the open market might have paid more, which is what some Pac-12 people are saying, like, hang on, we'll make more money going to the open market. But I think when you consider all the risks in play here for the Big 12, it's absolutely the right way to go. Does it cost them a little bit of money, potentially? We'll never know that answer, by the way. I mean, maybe we can guess depending on what the pack 12 gets but what it does is it makes sure right now in an uncertain time that you're a part of the cfp and that you stay on traditional television guarantees that that's important the pack 12 amazon may pay pack 12 more and apple they may be the apple and amazon network that make more money but it still means less eyeballs and that still matters um even if even if more money's coming in, it still matters to these teams, and I think most of them, as we've heard these discussions happen, would prefer to stay in a more traditional television outlet. And the good thing about ESPN is you're going to get all the games because of ESPN Plus, right? E everything will be available to Big Twelve fans, whether it was Amazon, Apple, or ESPN Plus, makes no difference, right? You're 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 streaming games, and the access is there either way. But I just sit here and think about. Like how wrong Bob Bowlesby was and how perfect the timing of him getting out of there was. And I have no ill will towards Bob Bowlesby necessarily, but he got in front of Congress in Texas, the state legis you know, legis legislators, and said they were going to take a 50% hit when Oklahoma and Texas left. No, they gained 50%. He was way off. So thank God for Big 12 fans and schools. He wasn't the one negotiating this. Goodness, like he could not have been more wrong about that. I mean, he was totally yeah, yeah. off. Yeah, and, and you think about the previous deal with ESPN that Bob Bowles being negotiated, and we've talked about that at length, and, you know, that it almost seemed like the Big 12 was getting the scraps, and, you know, you had conference games and, and things like that in both football and basketball that were exclusively on ESPN plus when ESPN plus was not what ESPN plus is now. Uh, right. And so I absolutely 1000% am grateful that Brett Yormark, who is forward thinking was able to come in 
and not only solidified the position, but strengthened the position of the Big 12. And something that I want to point out that I think is really, really important in all of this. So in the in the Sports Business Journal article that broke this news over the weekend, there was a line that really stood out to me. I'm going to read the line. The Big 12's parody helped convince Fox, whose package includes 26 football games per season that will run on Fox Broadcast Network and FS1 to do the deal. The Big 12's parody in football, that hasn't happened in a long time. I think that you you have to look at what Kansas football has been able to do, not being the, the, the seller team, not being the doormat team of that conference for so long. Part of that, part of the parody, you have to point at Kansas football helping convince Fox that this was a deal worth doing. I think that's really important. Yeah, it's um it, it is. I, I I agree with that. And and not just Kansas. Kansas certainly helps because they have been such a seller team, but everybody. Like just look at how good the league is this year. Across the league, right? There is no gimme game a- a- anywhere. And basketball helps too. And Fox by the way did climb into the basketball mix. Uh, to add a significant amount of uh, Big 12 basketball games, apparently. And that's good, too, because that means more, just more games throughout the week will be on national television for the best league in the country. But, yeah, Kansas being good helps. And, and two, like this alleviates a lot of the uncertainty and pressure, I would imagine, for these schools to have any pressure to leave either. There's, there's a lot of security now in this deal and the money that's involved here to make, you know, Kansas, let's say Kansas reclamated its football program. And now all of a sudden the big 10 is interested, which it hasn't been despite what fans would like to think. It doesn't seem like anyway, maybe now that's not as attractive, right? Maybe now there is because you're getting paid now. And I don't know, you know, it's less than big teams, big 10 teams are making, but the incentive if I was a school in this, and and taking the most money always makes sense in a deal like this. These you know these things fund your entire athletic program. I get it, but not having a place in the CFP to me was always the most dangerous component of these maneuverings. Right, the fact that it, it you know I think in the very beginning it sure looked like ESPN was trying to create like an NFL light, two big leagues playing for a championship, and everybody else is doing something else. Well, that's all seemingly gone now. And that, to me, even more than gaining fifty percent in in revenue, which is which is critical, keeping a place in the CFP. I cannot imagine now that ESPN becomes a primary bidder for a league that isn't playing for its championship when that gets expanded ultimately and becomes what it always should have been, and it will transform college football in a way that we've never seen before. Um, That's the key to this all to me. Always has been, always will be. The other stuff is fun. More money's fun. Potentially adding West Coast games is fine and fun. But making sure that whoever comes out of the Big 12 gets into that CFP. And this year, my God, would it be fun. I mean, if that scenario existed this year, K-State fans would feel like they're still playing for a national title. You don't want to tell me that doesn't change college football in a good way? Of course it does. That, to me, is the most critical part of all of this, that ESPN's involved, and they paid big bucks for this, and that means the CFP is safe. Yeah, and I think the word parity is is paramount in all of this. I mean, it's not just like you mentioned, Kansas coming up from the basement. It's the, the teams at the top that are 
playing quality football this season and will continue to do so. TCU looks like they're on solid, firm footing for a while now with Sonny Dykes. Kansas State feels that way, too. We'll talk about them in the next segment. Oklahoma State, of course, we know what Mike Gundy has done long-term with the Cowboys. Um, There are solid teams in the Big 12 playing football. And then, hey, let's not forget, they're going to be adding BYU and Houston and, of course, Cincinnati, UCF. So there are quality football programs that will enter this league and quality football programs that continue to be in this league where it can be and it will be a premier football conference long term. And I think Brett Yormark saw that when he entered in as the big 12 commissioner and, and you know, we've been hard on Bob Bowlesby, but one, one thing to give him credit for is he was the commissioner when BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF came into the conference. And so he was able to get that deal done. Brett Yormark comes in. He sees those four additional schools. He sees the current schools that are there. And I think he realizes and was able to sell it to ESPN and Fox that, Hey, we will, we are, and we will continue to be, a premier football conference in this country, and we deserve a premier spot at the table. And to his credit, he was able to get it done. I'm just so happy for everybody um, in this. Everybody that, you know, the Big 12, how about these teams? Tommy, how about these teams that get to come in now to a deal like this? Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, UCF. Are you kidding me? Like, look at the deals that they're going to walk into. You want to talk about transforming programs those schools get to walk into this kind of revenue that's going to be awesome for them and they're going to continue momentum like crazy like that's wild to think about being opportunistic because at the time the big 12 added them they didn't know what was they didn't know what to do right it's like oh god how do we react to this all right well let's get bigger which i I agree with by the way and now you've got these schools coming in BYU's gamble to stay independent for all of those years now coming in, that's going to be fantastic to see what these schools can potentially do with that kind of revenue. I mean, this is that's the the gambles there that have been taken and placed, and the like. This is wild, but what a great great day for Big Twelve fans because we love this league right in this part of the country. We would defend it. I, I, people always ask me, who are you a fan of now? I get that question all the time. And I, and I don't, I, I say I don't, I'm not a, like I don't have some allegiance to any team. My answer is always, I root for KU and K-State and, and Wichita State. But as it pertains to the Big 12, I root for the schools that I cover because I want them all to be good. And when, after that, I'll, I root for the Big 12. Like, I want the league to be successful. I love the league and the teams in it. Even if you have little rivalries with any of them, like, I root for the league. I want the league to be relevant because it's the league I've grown up with, and it's the league I know. And it's the fan bases I know, in the college towns I know, in the geography that I know. And to know now that it's still relevant, at least for the short-term future, is very reassuring today. Yeah, if my team is out of it in football or basketball, you better believe I'm I'm cheering on or at least I'm following the remaining Big 12 team schools that are 
you know, in that particular tournament or bowl game or whatever it is. Um, I'm more apt to watch Big 12 bowl games because I'm familiar with those schools. Right. They're they're playing the schools that I like. Uh, I you know in in March in the NCAA tournament in March Madness. I'm watching typically the Big 12 teams and I'm keeping track of, hey, how did the Big 12 do in this tournament, you know, compared to the SEC or the Big 10 or whatever. Uh, And and so, yeah, of course, I think that anybody that uh, regardless which team you root for, I think that there is something that is unifying about the conference, being able to say, all right, well, we are, you know, we're Big 12, we're in Big 12 country here. And so I'm 100 percent. Um, reassured about the long-term viability of the Big 12. And I have a feeling that Brett Yormark is not done. I mean, the fact that the door remains open for further expansion, it might not be right away. I think that the the other schools in the Pac-12 uh, that potentially have had contact with the Big 12, I think those schools are probably smart to wait and see what happens yeah, with the at Pac-12. This point, I totally agree. Yeah, wait. Like sit if back I, and just I'm... wait. Yeah. Because you want to see where the most money is coming in now. And even if it's not the most money, um, you want to see where the games are going to be and then make your decision. And if I'm Brett Yormark, I just sort of leave an open invitation, right? Hey, uh, hey, Utah. Hey, Arizona. Hey, whomever. We're here. You, you, If you want to see what the Pac-12 brings to the table, that's fine. We're ready for you. We're ready for you. We think we've got the best deal. I, I'm fine with that. If I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe, maybe there's advantage to putting pressure in like now or never. I, I don't know. I don't get the vibe that your mark is wired that way. I think he probably is just forward thinking in a lot of ways. I, I'm just so excited about this eight six nine twelve forty because we love this league and this league got real interesting on Saturday because K State absolutely smoked Oklahoma State. What does it all mean, and do we have a quarterback controversy in Manhattan? We'll go over it next on Sports Daily. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Everybody, hope it's a great one. Thank you, Jad, for the Halloween-themed bump backs. We can continue that throughout the show. It's Halloween. Hope everybody's having a good time. 
Uh, I hope everybody had some fun this weekend with it. All always a blast. Um, just a whole lot of fun here. Get the candy. Have fun with the kids. If your kids are grown up and gone or you don't have any, have fun with the kids that come visit for trick-or-treating. Be safe out there. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, you know, Oklahoma State is probably still a little terrified of what happened on Saturday. I mean, I got to tell you, Tommy, we all picked Oklahoma State. I picked Oklahoma State because Kansas State had just this mountain of injuries piling up on it. We didn't know what was going to happen at quarterback. Um, Adrian Martinez never saw the field. And I still can't believe what happened, right? Will Howard comes in and not only takes the field, has one of the great days throwing the football we've seen at Kansas State. Deuce Vaughn allowed then, you know, with some honesty from the defense to do the things that we're used to Deuce Vaughn doing. And Kansas State rolls 48 to nothing. They move up to number 13 in the rankings. They reposition themselves and put themselves in good position for potentially a Big 12 title as they just need to make the championship game now. Uh, they come in and welcome in Texas for a huge game this weekend, which should be a blast at home again. Great position. How good do you have to feel if you're K-State today? Uh, yeah, you feel absolutely amazing. My opinion on this uh, has changed a little bit over the weekend. Uh, at first, I was really embarrassed. I thought, man, how was I so wrong about this? Like, I didn't think that there was a scenario at all where Will Howard could beat the Cowboys. I, and I said as much last week, I didn't see it at all. Uh, and so I was a little bit embarrassed that I could be so wrong. But then the more that I thought about it, I was like, everybody was wrong. There's not a single person on the planet. I don't even think anybody inside that K-State program going into the game would have thought that the Wildcats could beat Oklahoma State 48 to nothing. Like, not just beat them. I think a lot of people probably thought, all right, yeah, the Wildcats have the talent to be able to win at home uh, in a crucial game. But 48 to nothing? Come on. Like, I don't think anybody saw that coming uh, at all. So I feel less bad about it this morning as I did over the weekend uh, because that that's just in, incredible. Like, the, just probably probably the statement win. And, then, you know, not even probably. Definitely the statement win of the Chris Kleiman era at Kansas State. Uh, and hats off to him. Hats off to the program. That's impressive to take down a top 10 team like Oklahoma State that way. And not only take them down, completely dismantle them in all phases of the game. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I, for sure. And look, it's okay to be wrong about that one because it stunned us all. I said going in, K-State would need a stellar performance from its defense to be able to win that game. And they got it, by the way. They absolutely got it. And lost in the Will Howard mania is just how well the defense played. And and that's okay. But in, in reality, when we look at this, I'm as impressed with the defense as I am the offense, and that to me still remains the key part to K-State achieving its ultimate goals. K-State needs to be the best defensive team in the league. I think K-State can be the best defensive team in the league. We saw that against the Cowboys. We just so happened to also see the best version of K-State's offense in the same game in that stunner. I saw a lot of people apologizing to Will Howard, which is interesting. I don't know that Will Howard needed an apology. He clearly is better now than he was a year ago. You don't need to apologize for saying Will Howard wasn't very good last year. 
Will Howard wasn't very good last year. But he's been really good in the times we've seen him this year. That's awesome. That There's no need. Nobody got it wrong with Will Howard. We're just observing what we're seeing. And what we're seeing is a guy who isn't even in the same stratosphere as where he was a year ago. And, you know, Chris Kleiman, the quarterback whisperer, strikes again, right? Like, Chris Kleiman coaches quarterbacks really well. We see it time and time again over his career. Look at the growth of Skylar Thompson. Look at the guys he sent to the NFL in prior stops. Look at the growth we've seen from Adrian Martinez this year from his time at Nebraska. And now Will Howard has this in the tank? I mean, are you kidding me? Cannot wait for Avery Johnson to hook up with Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein. Like, bring that on because dude knows how to coach quarterbacks. The same Will Howard we saw last year struggle the way that he did. Just came out and did that against Oklahoma State. And by the way, it's not just that because when he was in the game against TCU, he looked pretty damn good too. So that part of this is awesome. Nobody needs to apologize for it. It's the growth of a college football player, which has been remarkable to see. And good for him, man. that, That was honestly my biggest takeaway from that game was how good do you have to feel for Will Howard? After the way last year went, right, and, and him filling in for Skylar Thompson on injuries and struggling and all of those things, for him to come out and play like this, how good do you feel for that kid? Because it's awesome. Because a good kid. Like, everything you've ever seen about him off the field makes you want to root for him, right? But the fact that he's able to do that now just feels amazing. Like, you feel it. You can feel how good that must feel for him. Yeah, he's been in a tough position, you know, during his time at Kansas State, backing up Skylar Thompson, uh, who, you know, clearly was the the leader of that offense, right, Uh, during his time at Kansas State, but he had a hard time staying on the field, and so Will Howard would have to come in and relieve him quite a bit, and it was pretty obvious and pretty clear the fan base didn't really want Will Howard in there backing up Skylar Thompson. They wanted Skylar Thompson. I don't blame him. He's a starting quarterback. Uh, and then, you know, the discussions about are we going to redshirt Will Howard? What is this going to look like? Will he be the starting quarterback this year? Then they go out, they utilize the transfer portal. They bring in Adrian Martinez. Will Howard is back to his backup role. Uh, and, and then, you know, you look at the future. Yeah, Will Howard's a junior, but you look at next year, you've got Avery Johnson coming in. Jake Rubley is on the roster as well. Um, so he's been in a tough position where he's never been the guy. He's never been the guy to be handed the keys and been allowed to just go out there and let it rip. And uh, it, it looks like, and I know that, you know, the conversation leading up to the game was, will Adrian Martinez play? Won't he play? Um, you know, he's going to be a game time decision. What does that look like? Man, to me, it sure looked like they were planning on Will Howard playing that entire week, and they were able to map out a game plan for him to have the utmost level of success, and it worked out. And you mentioned what Chris Kleiman has been able to do with quarterbacks over the course of his career. Let's not forget Chris Kleiman had Carson Wentz at North Dakota State. And, you know, now Skylar Thompson is on an NFL roster with the Dolphins. So he knows how to coach quarterbacks. That's why I never really had any major concerns about Adrian Martinez early in the season because we know what Chris Kleiman can do with quarterbacks. And so uh, the fact that he's been able to do that with Will Howard, who has been in a tough position throughout his time at Kansas State, uh, yeah, you've got to feel great for him. You've got to feel really good. Uh, And it's kind of a, a little bit of a redemption story for Will Howard. But, yeah, he can actually 
lead this football team to big game wins. And that was my biggest concern coming into it. I knew that Will Howard can win football games, but can he win the football game? And he proved that he could in dominant fashion on Saturday. Yeah, it, it's just, it's wild. And and you love it. And, you know, maybe there's a quarterback controversy, if you want to call it that. I, I don't think it will be that. Um, I, I think K-State simply has two great options. I think it allows Adrian Martinez to get healthy. Number one, completely healthy. And I think for these two guys, intermittent playing time and kind of moving in and out, depending on that, I think they'll be just fine with it. I, I think in a in a year of so much parity, as we talked about in the last segment in the Big 12, to have two guys that are able to do the things that these guys are able to do, if they continue that, that's not a problem. That's a good thing, right? Like, I, I, And I don't know that either of these guys seem wired to make that a problem either. It's a sigh of relief, honestly. If Adrian Martinez is banged up enough that he can't get in there, which clearly he is, then it's a sigh of relief to know that you have Will Howard sitting there. And if Adrian Martinez, and hopefully he's able to come back healthy, you deal with that as it comes. That's not a problem with these two guys and everything they've been through over their college careers because I don't think either of them are going to make it a problem. I think they're going to be just fine. You saw, and maybe you didn't, but they're great pictures of how happy genuinely Adrian Martinez was for Will Howard. How could you have a pulse and not be happy for Will Howard? I mean, for real. So the other thing that I think is interesting about this as it pertains to this program and Will Howard is he's a junior, Tommy. He's got eligibility. And, you know, he's 6'5". He's got all the things that you like to see. If he were to come back now and, you know, assuming he doesn't transfer or do something else, I would love to see him come back and be the quarterback next year and then take the pressure off of playing Adrian, uh, playing Avery Johnson right away as a true freshman right out of the gates. So that's also, I think, a sigh of relief for this program because there has always been the question to me of what happens at quarterback after this year, right? You've got Avery coming in, true freshman starting quarterback. That's always a tough proposition. Now you maybe don't have to have that pressure. Yeah, you mentioned a quarterback controversy. I think the controversy, and it's not even really a controversy, the discussion is less about is it Adrian Martinez or Will Howard moving forward? I think the question is, do you still want to redshirt Will Howard this season? You know, he's played in, in few enough games that you can still redshirt him and you can still have him eligible for what next season and potentially the year after that, if you redshirt him this year, um, or do you ride with them? Is he the best choice for you, especially while Adrian Martinez is getting healthy? And I guess it's going to be, it's going to come down to how long will Adrian Martinez's recovery take? Um, and when will he be game ready? Uh, but the, uh, you know, that's the interesting question to me is, you know, how how much longer do you have with Will Howard before you have to make a decision right away that, yeah, we're, we're not going to redshirt and we're going to ride with them, uh, you know, and we're going to give Adrian Martinez enough time to get healthy. And I know that th- it's, it's always difficult to, um, you know, you to equate Kansas State to Kansas. And I know fans don't like that. But to me, it's fairly similar to Jalen Daniels a year ago at Kansas. He had a red, he was redshirted. They pulled the red shirt off of him to play in the final few games because they realized he gave them the best chance to win. Um, So I wonder if this is kind of a little bit of the same scenario this year with Kansas State. How long will it take for Adrian Martinez to get healthy? And do you need to 
consider not redshirting him for this year? Um, no, I I wouldn't redshirt Will Howard. No, because the reality is right now that K State is playing for a Big Twelve title, and they have Avery Johnson coming in. And if you don't redshirt Will Howard and he comes back anyway, then you've got him for another year. I would imagine that the plan would be for Avery to be ready to go as a sophomore, if not earlier, depending on, you know, depending on things, right? Um, Avery Johnson, I don't think is going to be the kind of quarterback that you think about red shirting or anything like that. I think in a perfect world, whoever's healthy and good goes this year between Adrian Martinez and Will Howard. That's the other thing too. Who's to say Adrian Martinez doesn't come back and re-aggravate whatever it is that's bothering him anyway. So it's the, Adrian Martinez slash Will Howard show this year. It's the Will Howard show next year, as long as he's you know playing at this level. And then it's Avery Johnson the rest of the way. I, I think that's the best case scenario for Kansas State. I don't think there's a need to redshirt Will Howard now. And if I'm Will Howard, like capitalize on this now, right? Get a few, get, get however this year ends up, take the reins next year. You're 6'5". You've got the tools of an NFL quarterback potentially. Play it out that way. And then move on, go to the league, and let Avery Johnson take over in the new era of K-State football. I think it's a perfect scenario. Let's come back. We'll finish our thoughts on that game and looking ahead because we've only talked really about one component of it as it pertains to the Wildcats. More Cats talk next on Sports Daily. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right. Here we go. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Everybody except maybe Oklahoma State. Probably not feeling too festive this morning. Um, so the Big 12 standings now, Tommy. Welcome back to Sports Daily, 869-1240. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, Jad Chambers producing for us. The Big 12 standings now sit with Oklahoma State a game back of Kansas State. And, of course, Kansas State will have the game in hand there. And here's the really good news for Kansas State, Tommy, and why we, you know, they're, they're in a great position. Because Baylor and Texas are the two other teams with two losses right now, and Kansas State plays them both still. Uh, they get uh, they get Texas at home this weekend, and then they go to Waco on the 12th. So back-to-back weeks here uh, of this stretch for K-State to just sort of control things. Um, a, a win over Baylor in Texas really, really crushes them, puts them two games behind, and then you've got to maintain, you know, you can't let Oklahoma State get two games on you. So K-State's chances are good if they take care of business here. And, you know, for Texas and Baylor, they're going to come in with their hair on fire to those games because they're also in a great position now to make a Big 12 championship game. And this thing could become a jumbled mess if K-State loses to either of those teams because Oklahoma State will then have wins over them and then the tiebreakers go ballistic at that point. But K-State's in a great position. Bottom line, they control things right now. It's, you know, it's not a whole lot different had they won the TCU game. 
exactly. And, and they're in a good position. They're in the driver's seat um, to, to stay in the Big 12 title game. Uh, and the fact that they're playing Texas and Baylor, they're, they're both teams. Those two teams are, are ones that we've seen them play really well at times. Like I think back to Texas absolutely crushing Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry a few weeks ago. Um, you know, Steve Sarkeesian at times has got Texas looking like a dominant championship team. Other times they haven't looked quite as good. Same thing with Baylor. Um, you know, they've been up and down this season, you know, as well. Um, and so I think that for the Wildcats, the fact that they don't need help from anybody else to get into the Big 12 title game, they just need to handle their business. That's a good thing for Chris Kleiman. Absolutely it is. I think the other thing that is motivation for sure for Kansas State to stay in the position that they're in right now is that if they're able to make it into the Big 12 title game to take on TCU, I think that the Wildcats believe that they can win against oh, TCU. They very nearly yeah. did a week ago, uh, and they were they were hobbled, you know, during that game. And so, um, if you're a, if you're at full strength and you're completely healthy, then absolutely you should feel like Kansas State can beat TCU in a title game. Um, and so, I feel like that's motivation enough to stay in the position that you're in right now, just so you can get that re- that rematch with TCU. Oh, it's just when we look at the game, how hard will can if if Kansas State can throw the ball, and obviously they threw it really, really well in this game, but man, if they can just throw it at all, Deuce Vaughn's lethal, and and Giddens hasn't looked bad either. It's just that's such a dyna, such a dynamic offense when they can throw it because of what Deuce Vaughn brings to the table. And, you know, defensively, and Oklahoma State had its share of injuries, too. It's not an excuse because K-State had plenty, right? But it's a reality. So defensively, though, I mean, you can't ask for more than what you got out of Kansas State. You In a game that you were just demolishing them, you kept the shutout alive. That's wild to think about. Like in a game you were up 35 to nothing at halftime, you were able to maintain a shutout. As yeah. good a defensive – you know, we we can sit here and say that's as good an offensive performance as we've seen from K-State. That's as good a defensive performance as we've seen from K-State. All the way around it was. Yeah, it, it's as good of a, a complete performance from Kansas State that I think I've seen in a long time. I mean, yeah. years. Um, and and that, that's the most – Uh, impressive thing about what Kansas State was able to do is just it was on both sides of the football it was in all phases of the game now uh, I do want to point out there were multiple times I was watching that game I don't know if you had this thought either uh, but I'm I'm sitting there watching and I I thought several different times what is wrong with Oklahoma State like they don't even look like a top 25 team right now, much less a top 10 team. Uh, And so not to take anything away from Kansas state, because it was absolutely impressive and dominant all the way around. Um, But something was up with Oklahoma state for sure. Uh, I I also want to mention that we've talked quite a bit about um, Will Howard, the quarterback play. Of course, we know what Deuce Vaughn can do. How about those receivers for Kansas state? They've come into their own. And that was a big question coming into the season was, who will whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Adrian Martinez or someone else, who do, who does he have to throw to? Uh, and Malik Knowles has stepped up his game. Philip Brooks has stepped up his game. What about Cade Warner? 
he has had a dominant couple of games. He had two touchdown catches against Oklahoma State. That's great to see, too, because that was a big knock on Kansas State a season ago was, you know, when it was Skylar Thompson or Will Howard, they don't have anybody to throw the ball to. Like, nothing's really happening with their receivers. And so that's been a huge development this season, um, and, and it all came to play on Saturday. Well, Knowles and Brooks are such dynamic players after the catch, right? We knew that, but could they complete their, you know, their game to become full level receivers but warner takes some of the pressure off that i mean it always feels good after a 48 nothing win over the ninth ranked team in the country right there's no time to catch your breath if you're kansas state because the next two games in reality are just as important as that one was to reach the ultimate goal which is to play for a big 12 title hey they're bowl eligible they got that one crossed off the list here we go k-state feeling great right now and again, good for Will Howard, man. 869-1240. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little hockey. The Thunder season's underway. Joel Lamerno uh, is going to stop on by and chat it up a little bit with all kinds of things. That's next on Sports Daily. We'll talk about the Royals. They have their manager hired. We'll preview tonight's Monday night football game. We're an hour into this show, and we haven't talked the NFL. What in the wide world of sports is going on around here? Well, it's Halloween. Things get a little wacky. Sports Daily rolls into hour number two right after this. You're home for Bob and Tom mornings and great sports talk all day. This is KFH Wichita, always live on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 